affirm that in addition to possessing the titles of Savior, Messiah, and many others, Jesus, the Son of God, who is truly God, is also the King of all earthly kings, the Lord of all earthly lords, and the lawmaker for all earthly lawmakers. He is the possessor of all authority in heaven and on earth, and that's how the Article 5 begins on the nature of Christ's lordship and kingdom. It goes on from there. We read the whole thing on the last show. Hopefully you caught that. The reason I started this week with it on the Faith Debate is because we've got a new panel Well, in addition to the panel, assembled this time, and also the last time we were together, David Forsey and I were talking about the statement on Christian nationalism, and we got through kind of sort of the first five articles, but didn't really give a full-fledged response to article number five, and we are joined this week by Daniel Rasby. So again, this is the Faith Debate. Thanks for making us part of your Sunday morning if you're listening live on the radio, or part of whatever day it happens to be if you're listening to us via podcast, because the Faith Debate is now uh, on the radio and on demand. You can learn more about us at householdoffaithinchrist.com. You can connect to the Faith Debate there. You can also connect to it, of course, from wfmd.com. I am Troy Skinner. I'm the pastor of Household of Faith in Christ, online at householdoffaithinchrist.com. And uh, Daniel Rasby, who I just mentioned, he is the pastor, one of the pastors at uh, a church that meets at Imran's house. They have a ministry as well called Conquered by Love, online uh, Conquered by Love Ministries, I guess, online at conqueredbylove.org. And David Forsey, he's another pastor in the area, uh, and the three of us represent pretty much the three core churches of uh, what we hope is a emerging and forever growing network of house churches that do some things together and cooperate, and one of those things that we do is the faith debate. So when we were together last time, it was just, I think, memory serves, I think it was just the good-looking David Forsey and me. <laughs> And we covered the the introduction and, and their, their definition that starts off the statement, the uh, statement on Christian nationalism and the gospel. And then we got into the articles, the source of truth was number one, and then orthodox Christian faith was number two, and the standard of justice was number three, and then the definition of a nation was number four. And then Article 5, the nature of Christ's lordship and kingdom, which is what I just started with. I read about the first half or so of the affirmation, didn't get to the denial, but again, if you... You can look it up online. I think it's just Christian national uh, statement on Christian nationalism dot com or something like that. Is that what it is? Daniel has got it. I think yes. pulled up. Yeah. So yeah. So, so so you can look at it yourself. And if you just want to hear it read in my dulcet tones, then you can listen to last week's show because I read the whole thing at some point in last week's show. I'm pretty sure if memory serves. Anyway, David and I gave our first cursory response to it, but Daniel wasn't here and we didn't do a full fledged response. So we're welcoming him to the party. Hey, Daniel, welcome to the party. Woohoo! <laughs> so the nature of Christ's Lordship and kingdom, anything on this article quickly that you feel like, you know, you'd want to address that's important. Otherwise we can move right into article six, but I don't want to short shrift this one. No, I, I think I mean, it's, they're, they're, they seem to be making clear, and they don't use the term separation of church and state, but they basically say that they don't agree with that concept, that there really is no difference between the way you conduct yourself in supposedly secular settings and in holy settings, because if you're a believer, then every breath you take is for God. Um, I, th- I think that I don't think that's necessarily something I disagree with. Um, they haven't really gotten to whether you can force everybody else in the country to believe or do certain things that are supposedly godly and maybe we'll get to that okay and then broadly speaking because you have uh, you know scanned this at least i don't know if you've done a deep dive study of it but is there 
anything on the first part, the, the introduction, the definitions, the first uh, handful of articles that you feel like if you were here, you would have wanted to draw special attention to? Or you just trust that David and I did a really knock-up job of that? Well, you always do a great job, so um, <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's various nuances, but I, I know we have, we have to get to some of these. Who does the a better job, David or me? <laughs> well, kidding. I do, of course. Oh, good I, answer. I do the best job of, of listening. I will say, <laughs> and you know what? And this is a bit of an aside, a little inside baseball maybe, but you know, I, 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 I'm telling you, this is true. On my way here to the studio uh, on the drive over, I was praying about the show, and, and, the, and the, we record these shows in advance. We're not, you know, here on Sunday mornings bright and early to do the show live. So we're here, on here uh, driving to the studio for the recording session. One of the things I specifically asked God was that his Holy Spirit would lead me in this recording session to be a better listener. Huh. That would mean I'd have to be a better talker, Troy. Oh, there we go then. <laughs> I don't know if I prayed for that, but I'm going to pray it now. God, make David a better talker. All right, so are we ready to move on to Article 6 and dive into the weeds? Sure. Yeah. All right, so this one is headed, The Identity of Civil Authorities and the Source of Their Authority. We affirm, It's one of the shortest articles, by the way, in the whole statement. We affirm that civil authorities are God's servants of justice who must know who their master, capital M, is and what he, capital H, requires of them. We affirm that all human authorities, including civil, possess authority only as it has been delegated to them by God, and accordingly are accountable to him to serve the people as revealed in his word. And then, uh, let me read the denial right away, or you want to talk about the affirmation first? Sure. Go ahead. So the denial of the authority of civil officials and documents to contradict what God has said in his word or to govern beyond the bounds of God's word has a... Uh, has established for them. So they deny that the civil officials have the authority to do that. And they've got a number of uh, proof text, scripture references and stuff, as they do for all of the articles, but we, we won't get into all of that. Not that that's, that's probably the most important thing is the scripture, but I mean, we, we would never finish getting through this if we read every single scripture reference that they, that they highlight. So, um, so the, the funny thing, reading this specific article, it reminds me of what the Maryland Constitution still states, you know, that we believe in God in this state and that every, it's the duty of every man in the state to worship God the way he feels like God's wanting him to worship him. Um, and that, you know, you're only, uh, you could be deemed disqualified as a witness or juror or, or something else if you don't believe in God. It's, it's not being enforced, but it certainly is in the Maryland Constitution, and I think a lot of states have similar wordings. Back when, uh, back when Maryland was a, oh, ca a, a Catholic state? It started then, but it was, it's the current version of the, of the Maryland Constitution. Yeah. It still exists, sure. as far as I know. Like current versions of constitutions mean anything anymore. But the point I'm making is this is not really a new concept, right? right the idea right. that... And certainly not a new concept in America, even. You know, people like to think that America is, well, it was always the, you know, it was all religions could be welcome here. Well, no, it was really just Christianity, just different denominations of Christianity right. were welcome here. Yeah, yeah. The thing that jumped out at me, and, and I'm sure that I'm overthinking it because that is my habit. That's part of what makes this show possible, I think. I overthink, everybody else helps me to, you know, navigate through the weeds I create for myself. But I'm wondering, the final sentence of the previous article, which we didn't read just now on today's show, but 
to refresh your memory, the final sentence says that, uh, of Article 5, we deny that solely by virtue of their claims to authority or the claims of those who support them, any human group uh, or group of, uh, any human or group of humans who claim to be civil authorities are inactually recognized by God to be civil authorities. But then they start off Article 6 affirming that civil authorities are God's servants of justice. So I, I understand they're trying to say that merely by claiming to be a in authority that right. they Stacey are. Abrams is not the governor of Georgia. That's what they're saying, that type of thing. Yeah, this raises all sorts of questions in today's political climate, and I don't want to get canceled on social media or have this show taken off the air because of an aside, but there's been all sorts of speculation about the legitimacy of certain... Stacey Abrams in Georgia is a good example, right? But there's been a, a lot a of... a good, safe example. Yeah, a good, safe example. <laughs> but there's been lots of examples, uh, safe or otherwise, of elections maybe not being giving the results that were accurate. And so you have these potentially illegitimate claims to authority. So, I mean, what are they saying here? Are they saying that certain administrations or regimes aren't in fact in authority? So I, mean, that's, I think that what they're trying to say is that legitimate authorities are God's servants of justice, but not. But from time to time, there's going to be plenty of people that claim to be in authority. They used the word insurrection earlier in here. If there's an insurrection, then the civil authorities should have the uh, right to stamp out the insurrection, right? Those insurrectionists, whoever they are, and whatever time that happens, are going to claim to be the civil authorities. That's what happens in a revolution. The, the, and that's an interesting thing, right? If you're, as a Christian, if you're supposed to obey the civil authority, according to, according to Romans 13, at what point during an invasion or revolution or takeover, at what point do you stop obeying the old regime and start obeying the new regime? If China starts to land paratroops in here uh, tomorrow, and we have a long drawn out war with China, and eventually the U.S. military is decimated, and now everybody's speaking Chinese, at, at what point are you stop following the Constitution and you start following the Chinese Communist Party? There's, there, is, there is a point at which the old government and nation ceases to exist just because it's been completely... Well, for me personally, I'm just going to follow whoever allows me to continue to watch NFL Red Zone on Sundays. Oh, okay. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the most important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as I get NFL Sunday ticket, I'm good with whoever leads me down the path, Primrose Path. You know? <laughs> um, anyway, on the denial, I wonder, because they're saying here they deny the authority of civil officials... Uh, to contradict God. Yeah, but... Those who are in power, in reality, they kind of do sort of, in practice, have that authority. They're contradicting God all the time, and they have a worldly authority to do that. So I guess what they're really meaning here is to say that they're pushing a ban against the legitimacy of that authority, mm -hmm. right? Because otherwise, this doesn't, it's self-contradictory based on just experience in the real world to me. I, I think one of the things they're doing— well, there's lots of times the government does things that they don't have the authority to do, even, even like you mentioned, the Constitution— Right. I, I think one of the things they're saying here is that, uh, or at least implying, and maybe they'll say it more clearly later on, is that uh, that authority is authorities are authority is something that that God establishes, that God uh, and that He's God has established certain spheres for authority, and humans don't get to decide what is inside or outside of that sphere. Yeah. And so so particularly saying to civil authorities, hey, you civil authorities, God has actually determined what your realm of authority is. You can't uh, claim to have authority beyond that. If you do, it's illegitimate. Right, and that's what I think. I think I agree with what they're intending to say, and this was really the point I was, uh, and, and all three of us are kind of saying the same thing. I think that I wouldn't even raise the question and be wondering exactly what they're meaning to say if they added the word legitimate. 
Hmm. We deny right. the legitimate authority of civil. Then I'd be like, okay, they nailed it. But right. I think the absence I, of that word it makes it a little bit squishy to me. I, but I think that's that was the intention. I don't, I don't think th- uh, there's really a, as much there as, as you're seeing. Yeah, to find. but they're I, but they're trying to articulate things and define things precisely. I would, for, and they haven't put out the final draft as we record this. They still haven't put out the final draft. It's way past due based on what they said it'd be out. Yeah. So as they're looking to make tweaks, I think adding the word legitimate there would be a nice tweak. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I, again, I think it sort of is a, uh, um, you know, it, they're saying here it's it, that uh, civil authorities are going to be, because God is the one who has established their realm of authority, uh, you know, what's included in that realm, they're responsible to, to be aware of that in, in the same sense that every person is responsible to be aware that God is, that he, you know, um, that he has, that there is a moral law and that he is the above all, you know, sole lawgiver. And if they want to acknowledge that they're responsible or not, they will give an account regardless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're accountable all, regardless. Just, yeah. Just, just like all of us individually <laughs> yeah, will, yeah. you know. And, and in all of our roles of, and areas of responsibility, you know, we will give an account for what we are responsible for. Now, Article 6 is one of the shortest, possibly the shortest article. I didn't compare them for sure, but it's definitely a short one. Article 7 is one of the longer ones, possibly the longest one. I don't know. It's a very long article. So I'm going to read until I get a stop sign from one of you. You want to jump in and say something. Um, so Article 7, the duty of civil authorities. We affirm that God has armed civil authorities with the sword of justice to promote citizens' welfare without partiality by, one, writing and enforcing just laws that are uh, a terror to those who do evil, two, very dramatic language there, by the way, a terror to those who do evil. It sounds almost biblical. Yeah, almost. Uh, two, defending and approving those who do good, and three, avenging victims of crimes with speedy justice and proportional punishments for evildoers. And I would just pause to say, uh, I sort of agree with that, except I, I would I would say they should write the laws and enforce the laws that the Bible teaches, not just their own laws that they think happen to line up with those moral codes. And the punishments should be biblically-based punishments, which means jail it shouldn't exist because that's not a biblical punishment. But that's a whole other thing we've talked about before. I don't know if it's really right. Yeah, well, and I think I'll, I'd be willing to bet that they're self-consciously trying to avoid some of the uh, infighting in, in um, theonomy discussions. Right. So they're leaving it kind of broad, making mm-hmm. this as big tent as they can, which is actually a weakness on the statement. We talked about this in our last recording session, a series of shows that we did, uh, where their, uh, their intent to try to make this as broad as possible has made it kind of squishy, and it's just not landing the way I think they intended it to. They're trying to do too much and be too many things to too many people mm-hmm. is, is my biggest concern mm-hmm. with this being effective the way they want it to be. So the next paragraph in this article says, we affirm that civil authorities must ensure that the church shall enjoy the full, free, and unquestioned liberty of discharging every part of their sacred functions without violence or danger. We affirm that civil authorities must discharge this duty without showing favoritism to or bias against any Christian denomination for their historic beliefs and teachings. We affirm that the government has the duty to intervene uh, to prevent or stop any ceremonial practices that violate the moral law. And this gets into, I don't know how the civil authority is supposed to try to make these ecclesiastical determinations. I don't know. Would you trust the government 
the city government where we live, the county government, the state government, the, the, the national uh, uh, general what, government to make these determinations what, for the what, church what as it, it exists now? What ecclesial, ecclesiastical determinations? Whether a denomination that you're supposed to not be attacking is historically following the Nicene Creed. <laughs> Yeah, you can't attack them for their historic beliefs and teachings. Well, who decides what the historic teachings are? Do they know anything about church history? Do they know anything about theology? Well, I think the point of the people writing this are, this statement is that they are supposed to know. The people that are in power are supposed to right, know these it. things. I get it. But that's been one of my big frustrations, broadly speaking, with this debate that's going on two years really now. I mean, it's going to go longer, but the fervency of the debate for going on two years now. It's like LARPing. It's it's live action role playing because we don't actually have Christians in leadership for the most part, and so who are we kidding? But anyway. well, I, I, I think well, what it's, I think what it's saying here is at least it seems to me that they're saying that the the government can't show favoritism based on whatever the historical beliefs and teachings are of any particular denomination. And it's very clear they're saying Christian denomination, not. Religion, right? So, uh -huh. under this statement, you can show uh, bias against Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism or uh, uh, atheism or any of the other belief systems. Um, you know, but then there's a question comes up: Oh, what about Mormons? Are they a Christian denomination? Well, they would say they are. I would say they're not. Right? And we've talked. And about you'd Mormons. be correct. I, I would be. <laughs> but again, how does the how does the state determine that? It's really right? hard, yeah. but but you know it, it's it's tough. Now they said they do say the affirm the government has the duty to stop any ceremonial practices that violate the moral law, right? So if you say, hey, my denomination uh, sacrifices babies to Moloch, they're going to say, well, okay, you can't. And that's do that. very dramatic, but one that we've had as experience uh, in America's history, the previous incarnation, not today's version, but the previous incarnation of Mormonism, the LDS, they were they had polygamous relationships, right? Uh, they had multiple wives. Mm -hmm. And we would argue, again, I think rightfully so, that they really shouldn't be doing that. And so- They shouldn't be doing it. I agree they shouldn't be doing it, but I also not, I'm not gonna be willing to say that the Bible says it can never happen or, or that it is inherently evil to be polygamous um, because there are, uh, there is no command in the scripture that says that. It does say, Jesus said from the beginning, they were one man and one woman. That's the intent of God. Um, but there are uh, many instances in the Bible of multiple. Uh, um, yeah, no, there lives. are. Yeah, there are examples that are provided, but those mere examples don't necessarily provide uh, moral sanction or covering for it. But right. anyway, that's a totally separate kind of a show. But that's the kind of an issue. Do you want? And I'm not picking on the old man in the White House, but do we <laughs> want Joe Biden making that decision? <laughs> Do we want um, do we want uh, Mitch McConnell? Let's go. Let's be fair on the political parties. We want Mitch McConnell making that decision. I sure don't. Right. So I, that's excuse me for a minute. I had to restart my brain. <laughs> Did you say something? So, so so I guess a couple I guess a couple things on that. One, they they make that decision now. Right. As far as what's morally right and wrong. Yeah, right? they they they're already doing that. Yeah, they they're, light up the White House in rainbow colors. Right, so they're they're already in the position where they're making those kinds of decisions. Right, I I think what they're saying in this statement is, you know, as they said in the last article, like they're going to be held accountable for those right. those decisions, and it is it would it is right that they should 
align themselves with Scripture the, the and make argument, their decisions. The mere argument, or even if it can be proven, the fact that it could not be done successfully is not a reason not to attempt it if it's commanded by God. You know, take the Great Commission. I could preach to you, and if you're not one of the elect, you would say, as a Reformed pastor, if you're not one of the elect, you're never going to get saved, but I should preach to you because the Bible says to preach to you. It says, tell it, spread the gospel to everyone, right? So... Even if, even in that specific circumstance, if you somehow knew that, that person wasn't going to get saved, you still were supposed to t teach them about the gospel. That's one example of a command of God that is destined not to be. Yeah, not and I agree with that. This has been one of my big, you know, uh, the question I keep asking that nobody seems to, and I'm not putting this on you guys. I'm saying broadly speaking, those that are engaged in the crossfire in this debate, I, I put it out there. Say, okay, so what's the cart? What's the horse? <laughs> And uh, I, I think they've got them flipped. You need to have a plan, though. I think they've Once, got them flipped. Yeah, the plan is to is to uh, be useful to God in the advance of his kingdom so that he will change hearts. That's the solution. I wouldn't have a problem with Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell making help making these decisions as the government if they were actual believers. If they, they had, saved. yeah, if they if they had their Joe Biden is not safe. If they had their hearts of stone removed and replaced with a heart of flesh, I'd right, be fine. Right. So that that's the horse. Right and the, and all of this this other legal mumbo jumbo is the cart that follows and I feel like we've flipped them and I, I think we're just setting ourselves up for disaster as I continue to show my hand on where I stand on this issue. The last part of the affirmation, by the way, the uh, we affirm that civil magistrates have lawful authority to punish civil crimes like assault, murder, rape, theft, fraud, man stealing, and false witness, and to ensure proper due process through the civil courts, uh, payment of liability for verifying proven harm and uh, proportionality of punishment. I agree with that. Yeah, and I also like they're, they're being self-conscious. You alluded to this earlier in today's show. That they're being self-conscious about trying to use biblical language. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, it, when's the last time outside of a Christian discussion you heard man-stealing come up, right? I mean, they're using biblical, right. firmly right, biblical language. Kidnapping. Yeah, so I, 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 I like that they're trying to do that, so good on them uh, for that. Hold on a second. I got to do something technical for half a second. There we go. Wow. All right. So the denial. I'm going to read this real quick, and yeah. then you guys we can can comment to your heart's content until we run out of time. We deny that civil authorities are tasked with being the caretakers of citizens, the caretakers of citizens, or educators of children. That's interesting. I agree. As I these do. duties belong primarily to the church and to families, respectively. We deny that the civil government should endeavor to take on these responsibilities, and we deny that they do so to the benefit of society. Rather, such quote-unquote charity displaces families by creating a culture of dependence upon the state whose education tends to debauch children with godless philosophies and perverse instruction. We deny that in Scripture God ever approves of tolerance toward depravity, like child sacrifice and mutilation and promotion of open sexual perversion. We would follow our king, and he does no such thing. Bum, ba, ba. All right, I have at tell, it. I Troy, that you like this paragraph. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was interesting they say depravity like child sacrifice, and they did not say abortion, which is what they mean by that. Uh, and I think it might be more clear and helpful if they use that term, if they put in parentheses, and they, such as abortion. They might in future articles. Um, that Because child sacrifice, you can get 10 out of 10 people to raise their hands and say child sacrifice is wrong, but you're not going to get 10 out of 10 people to, to say abortion is wrong because they don't view it as killing a, a baby. I don't think you've walked down the streets of uh, Frederick, Maryland in a while. I'm not sure you can get 10 out of 10 to agree with you on that. The child sacrifice. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. Not, not anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say kind of half joking, but only half joking. Like seriously, I mean, yeah, it's, you never, you never know. There's some zany stuff going on I out think, there. I, I think both in the in the affirmations and denials of this particular article, they're sort of laying out 
um, okay, what are, what is the sphere of of what can they do? of authority that civil the civil government is allowed to have? Both both by saying this is what it is and this isn't. Right, and they they may make a good point, basically that hey, there's all these things that the government is not supposed to be doing because families and churches are supposed to do them, such as educating children, such as uh, you know um, charity work, uh, things like that. But and, I don't want to. And, right. <laughs> but but they make it clear that if even in some circumstance that the family and the government is not, I mean, the family and the, and, and the church is not doing its job then the government is not allowed to then just step in and do it for them. Well, right? I've, I've uh, a, a great pastor I heard once said, hey, Troy, if you're if you stop loving your wife, then your God commands you to love your wife. Should I then go love your wife for you? No, because that's not my command. Right. I have my own sphere of authority in my. That sounds life. like a primetime drama on one of the networks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's Daniel Rasby. We're joined this week by David Forsey. I'm Troy Skinner. This is The Faith Debate. Find us online at householdoffaithinchrist.com or wfmd.com. We'll continue. We'll pick up with article number eight next week. Till then, God bless.